When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily on a June 30th. Joe Giglio, you appreciate everyone subscribing, listening, following the podcast and, of course, our video feed over the 94 WIP YouTube page. Put up a lot of video podcasts for myself and Tucker Bagley today. Today it's me reacting to the James Harden opt-in and trade request for the Sixers, for Harden, uh, and really what this means for the franchise moving forward. Now, look, this whole thing is very fluid. You know, by the time the weekend arrives, by the time Friday night arrives, by the time next week arrives, James Harden may have a destination. We, we may have some clarity here to what the Sixers get back for James Harden. But to, I just want to attack from this perspective on this podcast because there is, and I, I do think this is best for the Sixers' long-term future. There's no question. Long-term future, not having Harden under contract for two, three, four years is a good thing. And it could be a really good thing if the Sixers then turn Harden into some attractive assets, ones that can either help now and into the future or also be traded off for something better into the future. So this could turn out to be a great thing for the Sixers. But just from a strictly basketball perspective for next year, and we'll find out who they get. We'll find out what this becomes. It's very hard for me to believe they're going to be a better on-court product for next year. Like just the basic simple, are the Sixers better next season without James Harden. Let's just start there and we'll kind of go through the waves of, of what all this means and 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 some praise for Daryl Morey, tepid praise for Daryl Morey in the moment. Are, are they better for next year? The answer is no. I mean, the, the answer is no right now unless some variables turn out to be all, all significantly in the right direction. So there is a perception, and I, I think we've all had it or, or spoke it or heard it or whatever, that James Harden kind of brings teams down. That James Harden is a loser. That James Harden is a win- isn't a winning basketball player. Now, there is a difference, and I think we have a little bit of it here with Joel Embiid, between a championship basketball player and a winning basketball player. There are a lot of basketball players that are very good players, that are star players, that you win a lot of games with because they're on your side. Now, for whatever reason, whether it be health, whether it be mental stuff, whether it be heart stuff, as the going gets tough in the postseason, you can't count on them. Unfortunately, the Sixers have had multiple guys at once here with Joel, Joel and Harden that fit that bill. But make no mistake, James Harden fits that first bill of a winning regular season player, of a guy that if he's on your team, you're going to win a lot of regular season games. And what's interesting about Harden and why this is a major pivot point for the franchise, him asking out and then moving on now, or you know, the plan is to, to facilitate a trade for James Harden and to get him out of here, is although... Every time he's been moved, every time the team that is moving on feels like we'll be in a better spot without this guy. The facts so far in his NBA career point to the contrary, point to the opposite. The Oklahoma City Thunder didn't want to pay Harden. They didn't want to go into luxury tax. They were coming off a finals trip in which they lost 
to the Miami Heat and LeBron James, his first ring. They traded James Harden to the Houston Rockets. That Thunder team never went back to the NBA Finals. In fact, the next season, as they kind of pivoted and changed their team, and you know they paid Serge Ibaka and they didn't pay Harden and all that, they lost in the second round of the playoffs. Obviously, a few years later, they had a 3-1 lead on the Golden State Warriors. They blew that series, and, and that was kind of the end of, of that Thunder team, and Durant moved on and went to Golden State. But that Thunder team never reached the high they reached with James Harden. Oh, let's go to the Rockets. Rockets were, you know, kind of a middling franchise. Not bad, but, you know, Maury was kind of in, still in his early stages there, trying to build up and trying to find the, the right star that would become available. Obviously, it became Harden, and um, and Maury pounced on it. It's the greatest move Maury ever made, trading for Harden the first time. So the Rockets get James Harden, and it's it's a it's obviously a great trade. One of the, the great trades in NBA history, getting harder for what they got him for. Gave them a lot of great years. MVP, you know, 50-plus win season. Western Conference Finals, 60-plus win season. All that. Up 3-2 on the, the Warriors in, um, you know, 2018. With a chance to to go to the Finals. They don't get there, and we know how the story ends. Okay, a couple years later, Harden ass out. Since then, the Rockets have been nothing more than a bottom lottery team, like one of the worst teams in the NBA. And maybe now there's a little future with Jalen Green and, and the money they're going to spend when free agency opens, but they've been a bad basketball team since James Harden walked out the door. Let's go to the Nets. The Nets, and we know there was a lot of issues with the three of them there and the big three between Kyrie and Durant and Harden and, you know, who's petty and who's hurt and who's, you know, on a Zoom when his team's playing a basketball game. A lot of stuff going on. The Harden team, the one that he was there for, was the one that made it to the second round of the playoffs, lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. And if not for Giannis stepping on the line, or Durant stepping on the line, maybe they beat the Bucks and they moved to the, the conference titles. Well, since then, since the Harden for Ben Simmons trade, the Nets have gone backwards. I mean, significantly backwards to the point where none of those three are there now. And the whole thing blew up. So we have three different pieces of evidence here that when Harden leaves, teams do not achieve as much as they achieved before. Whether that be... Regular season, postseason, but never going as far in the postseason as they did before the guy left. Which is, it's just interesting because now there's an assumption the Sixers are just clearly better off without James Harden. Now, I think there's layers to this. Are they better off for next year? My gut tells me they're not going to be better off next year. That whatever combination, and let's say it's, you know, it's a Norman Powell coming back. And maybe a Marcus Morris, you know, Norman Powell coming back from the Clippers in a trade, and you know he's he's a guy that's become a nice player. Obviously, was coached in Toronto by Nick Nurse, so there's something there that you're like, all right, you get him, you get Marcus Morris, six eight, you know, got one guy that could shoot. I mean, really, you could get, you could talk yourself into that kind of deal, and maybe the, the Clippers throw a pick in, and you feel good about the kind of the full season outcome of the whole thing. Well, a lot of this now is is variables. Is is Tyrese Maxey ready to be a lead? No, no doubt about it. Point guard. If he is, could the combination of, you know, Powell and Maxi in the backcourt, and you know, you throw in Joel Embiid, maybe having a different role within the offense, and and being the guy the ball's in his hands more, and maybe he's ready for more of a playmate. You could play play this out a lot of different ways, and and maybe they would be a, a pretty good team next year. But that takes variables. Number one, is Tyrese ready to do that? Number two. Could Joel Embiid create his own shot more and create for others more without a true, and I mean a true lead point guard in um, James Harden? I don't know. I mean, I don't know that. Could the Sixers take the assets they get for James Harden? Let's say they get an extra pick back. Could they spin 
you know, Tobias Harris a pick they get from the Clippers into a better small forward so the whole operation works a little bit better, a little more athleticism. So you'd have Maxi Powell and the small forward potentially they get back, um, you know, for a guy like Tobias Harris. I mean, all that's still up in the air, but just base level, unless the Sixers can get themselves a star back for James Harden, and I don't think that's happening. I, re- I really don't. I mean, it feels like just the way the reporting um, – is on this right now, just the way the reporting is on this right now, that you watch it, the whole thing play out. You, you watch this whole thing happen, and it's very, very, very difficult to imagine that the Sixers are going to get back something significant just for Harden. Like, the, the idea they're going to get Paul George back, I, I mean, it'd be amazing if they did. I would take that swap. It feels like Harden is going to the Clippers to play with Paul George, to play with Kawhi Leonard. And even though he doesn't have a lot of the, you know, he's opted in so the Sixers will trade him and he can't sign a new contract, he has some leverage here. I mean, that's that's the way this works. Stars have leverage in the NBA. It's why only a couple names are really out there. Clippers, Heat, um, you know, Knicks. I, I, I imagine he's going to be a Clipper soon. Landon, you've got to play around with the roster. I don't think they're giving Terrence Matt to the Sixers. I mean, maybe they give Bones Highland would be a cool player off the bench for the Sixers. Maybe. But, I, I think Powell and Morris, the structure of that deal really does fit. Now let's get to the Maury angle of this and, and his role in all this. So there's a lot of different ways to look at Daryl Morey's thought process on what he did here, what he didn't do here, the way the reporting has been framed that, you know, Harden's upset because they didn't really communicate with him. Maybe part of the reason they didn't communicate is because they got banged for the tampering last year when it came to Harden, P.J. Tucker, House, and they didn't want to get banged again. And I believe the NBA is still operating under the old CBA until July 1st, as I record this on June 30th. So, you know, you can't tamper. They've kind of, they're loosening those tampering rules a little bit with your own guys starting a day from now, but not yet. So they're still operating that old CBA. Whatever the case, this is a win right now for Daryl Morey. Right now, he, he's in the he's in everyone's good graces right now because he didn't cave, he didn't give Harden a max. You know, he didn't bend over backwards for James Harden because they're got they're they're boys and and they like each other. I mean, that's that and they're friends and all that from for years. They have a great relationship. He didn't do that, so good on Daryl Morey. But should we be throwing flowers at Daryl Morey because he did his job? I mean, this is his job to evaluate players based on the player they are today the player they will be tomorrow, and, and guessing. I mean, really all general managers, do, general managers do, team presidents do, is they guess. that they are, They're guessing the future. I mean, really being an executive in sports, it's not that different than trading stocks. I mean, you are trying to predict the future the best you can with the information you have now, forecasting the market as the years go on, where the game is going, where the player is going, where the other players are going, what's potentially available down the line. It's very similar the trading stocks, except these are people, and and it, it, it's all in a team concept rather than you know just this individual company versus that individual company and blah blah blah. So it all it has to work in concert to to really become um, something special there. So that's that's all it's all part of it. But with Daryl Morey, he looks good right now. We'll see how he looks after the trade, and we also have to review now in retrospect. I'm, I'm going to pull it up here just in retrospect because you know Daryl Morey has has really had an interesting career as an executive where he gets credit with a lot of things, being ahead of the curve. Uh, I, I call him a lot of times baseball, or basketball's Billy Bean, because I feel like he was ahead of the curve, but not everyone else is caught up, and he doesn't seem as ahead of the curve as he used to be. Like, what's next? Find the next young player. You know, I would love if Daryl Morey, let's just use go back to the Clippers for a second, if, if it ends up 
being something like that. They have a player on their team, 26 years old. His name is Terrence Mann. Okay, He's been in the NBA for a couple years now. He has been a guy that I think you could see making a leap uh, as as you know, time goes on. I, I really like Terrence Mann. I think he's going to be a good player in the NBA. As So he's been in the NBA since 2019 he was drafted. So this was his fourth year. Okay, He had 2.4 points a game, 7, 10, 8. His three-point shooting over the last three years, 41-8, 36-5, 38-9. So I would say about the upper 30s if you add all that together over the past few years. He started 36 games this past year, shot you know nearly 39%. There, there's some upside here to this guy that I think is is worth exploring. Now, I'm not telling you right now he's the next James Harden. I'm just saying, like, I would love if he could find a player that is unheralded right now, a six-man, a bench guy, and see it. See it that he's going to be, you know, you give him more minutes. You put him, let's just say, next to Tyrese Maxey in the backcourt, and you have yourself a couple guys that could both score between 24 and 18 points a game, you know, maybe 40-something between the two of them. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I mean, he's just a rotation player. I'm, I'm just using... Just him as an example of of something that could turn out to be a good thing. And I don't know. Is he the next Josh Hart? Is he next Jared Dudley, Will Barton? I don't know who he is. But I, I think there's something there that you can make a case that he could go get. Um, I'll pull up another one here. Bones Highland. Okay, Bones Highland has been a, an interesting young player for a couple years now. Bounced around a little bit. But, um, you know, he's got a he, – I remember there was a game here when he was on the Nuggets a couple years ago – where he shot the lights out of the ball. Uh, last year, Bones Highland scored 11.8 points a game on 37.1% shooting. I mean, the, the kid could fill it up. Uh, you look at Bones Highland and some of his potential comps. Um, look, Jared Bayless is an interesting one. Malik Monk. I mean, there's some players here. If he turns into those guys, you'd want him on your basketball team. So I, I think he's an up-and-comer, and I think he's a guy that that could become a pretty... Like, th- these are the guys I'm talking about. Get someone like that. So as we talk about Maury and his role in this, you know, you go back to the Harden deal when it first happened, when they traded Ben Simmons for him. Everyone jumped up and down. Yeah, just get Ben out of here. Well, a year plus later, what did they really get for Ben Simmons? They got a couple good years out of James Harden, a year and a half of basketball to James Harden. Now he's going to walk away, and we don't know what the Sixers are going to get back. It's, you know, Daryl Morey, we've been waiting for something special since he got here. It has been less than that. This is his... I would say last chance to remake the team around Joel Embiid. He he held the team hostage. He held the city hostage. And this was Maury. Hostage with Ben Simmons for half a season in order to get James Harden. And then it was while well, he was kind of banged up and there was no continuity. And we got one year and now it's blowing up again. This is Maury's final chance to put the right pieces around Joel Embiid. Otherwise, we know how this ends. We, 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 all, we all could see it if we all have brains. A year from now, and B will be upset, and it'll blow up the other way. This is Maury's shot. Ultimately, good thing for the Sixers that Harden does not get a long-term deal. Ultimately, a good thing for the Sixers that Harden's going to be out of here. We'll see what they get back for him. I am not sure, though. And in fact, track record would say they're probably going to be worse. I'm not sure they'll be better, but track record will say they're probably going to be worse next year without James Harden and with the guys they get back. That's been the that's been the story of James Harden's career. He leaves, the team is worse without him at least for a year or so. All right, appreciate everyone listening. Have a great, great 4th of July weekend. I'll talk to you guys middle of next week. We'll put up some great content on WIP Daily Feed, so keep following. We'll be there with the video next week, and uh, we'll talk soon right here on WIP Daily. Thanks so much for listening. Of course, subscribing. Again, happy July 4th, and enjoy all the crazy NBA James Harden drama that's about to come your way. Thanks for listening.